Hello there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. So, today we're going to be talking about The Blood Trials by Annie Davenport. This is the first in a sci-fi fantasy duology. And I have to say, I was impressed with it. One of the things that really struck out to me is the fact that it is a sci-fi novel, but it does have that fantasy element to it. So it's a pretty futuristic sci-fi world, right? And the fantasy aspect comes from um, the enemy, pretty much. They have blood magic. They can control you. I guess like bloodbending almost <laughs> in a way, if you think about, if you want to think about it that way. Um, no, it really is bloodbending. What am I talking about? You know, from Avatar The Last Airbender. It's totally bloodbending. Um that is your fantasy aspect of the story. And it really was well done. And they do blend very well together. And to me, that was very impressive because I like sci-fi. I like fantasy. But you don't really get both of them together quite often because it really is hard to kind of breach... They're two different genres, you know, and it's really hard to kind of breach them to give fantasy some sort of realism that fits within this sci-fi world that's going on. But Davenport was ever was able to do that quite effortlessly and quite well, honestly. I thought it was really well done. It really did stick out to me as one of the strongest parts of the narrative. Now, that being said, the book... It feels longer than it is. Um, let me just pull up my notes real quick. I really should just pull up my notes um, before I start recording, right? That would be smart. Um, but, okay, yeah, let's see. Um, mm-hmm. So, the... He's just called the Blood Emperor. That's it. Um, <laughs> he's the enemies of Marine. You know, that's where she lives. That's where um, Ikina lives, the Republic of Marine, right? So the Blood Emperor, they're still at war, kind of, sort of. They are their enemies, and they're always pre- you know, preparing for battle again. They always want to kind of just destroy the Blood Emperor because, again, it's kind of scary. This man can control you with with just blood, you know? And it's really, really interesting how that happens. You get to see Akina, who is... Um, I have some theories, and I'm really excited to read those second book because I'm, I want to see if my theories are proven correct. But um, you see her because she has blood gifts no one knows only her grandfather knew so her gift is kept secret from everyone because obviously that's the enemy's magic that's the enemy's power should they find out she has it you know she's gonna die end of story end of discussion they will execute her as an enemy of marine so she has her own blood gifts and she uses them and it's kind of very impressive to see her use them and i'm like wow ikina is really badass (laughs) So it was really good and really interesting to see this nice blend of 
sci-fi and fantasy. Now, what this book also does, um, you know, again, it's a 480 pages. So I guess it's it's a little long, but it it seems to drag sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I did like it. I did think it was action-packed. And I love Akina as a character because she has to deal with a lot. You know, the book starts, she's still grieving the loss of her grandfather. She's pretty much given up all of her prospects for her future. She doesn't really give a shit at this point. But then she finds out her grandfather was assassinated. And in order to discover who assassinated him, she has to enter into the Praetorian Guard. Because someone high up wanted her grandfather dead. Why? Lots of reasons. First off, he's a colored man. Yeah, this book deals with racism. It deals with racism on a very big level. Ikina faces it every single day, and it's very drastic. It's very relevant that she is facing this racism on a very, on a day-to-day basis. You know, it opens up. Not only is she facing the racism, she's also facing sexism. Not only is she black, she is a black woman, you know? So she has to deal with all of these challenges as she enters into the trials, the Praetorian trials, which are, they're deadly. They are 100% deadly. These are trials to become one of the war houses, to join one of the war houses, to fight the enemy. You either live or you die. The trials are deadly. But they make it even deadlier for Ikina because she is a black woman. And you get to see that they verbally abuse her time and time again. But you know what? She kicks all kinds of ass. She puts people in their places. She is freaking amazing. And every time she just uses her brains and her intelligence, I know synonymous with one another, and her physical strength to undermine and destroy everyone in her path you just want to sit back and applaud her for that and you want to applaud Davenport for really bringing that to life for bringing this headstrong I mean she is kind of stubborn sometimes but you just want to applaud her you just want to be like I want to be you when I grow up I don't want to take any man shit (laughs) and but that may, that's what makes her great. That's what makes her a really good and compelling character. Um, and that's what I loved about her. Now, as for the pacing, I know I touched upon this earlier when I said the book is long. It feels longer than it is, right? 480 pages. It feels so much longer than it needs to be. And that kind of... I think it'll deter some readers, honestly, because the bulk of the story is just her trying to survive the trials. And you can look at the trials as just an intense and deadly form of hazing that goes on, but it's a lot and it is long. You know, it's trial after trial after trial. It's hazing after hazing after hazing. It's attempted murder after attempted murder after attempted murder. There are lots of intense moments. They do add to the story. They do add to the character development. So it is worth reading, but it does slow down the pacing here and there. I want to say it's kind of like a roller coaster. It goes like 
up, 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 fast, 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 and then slows down and up, and then slows down and fast, and then that's how it was to me. It was sort of a roller coaster when it came to the pacing because of that. But ultimately, you know what? I did enjoy the story. I did think it was, again, I'm excited to, to read the second book. I really do want to read um, the second book, the second book, which, man, I already forgot the name of it. And I'm kind of mad about that. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. It obviously had the word blood in the title. Again, Blood Emperor, there's blood magic, the blood gift. There we go. Um, I'm really excited to read this novel. I really want to see how it's going to end. I really want to see if my theories are going to prove correct. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm here for it. Can't wait to read it. Um, there are some spicy scenes in the book, but they are few and far between. Um, they are few and far between because, again, that's not really the point of the story. But, you know, tension, sexual tension does occur. And, man, it was phew, pretty intense. Um, in any case, I have to give The Blood Trials four to five stars. Um, again, I think some of that pacing issues will deter some readers. But, ultimately, I thought it was worth it. I hope you think it's worth it when you pick up the book to read it. So, four to five stars. If you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookstore or, or online book retailer. I will include links where to purchase the book in my um, description of this podcast. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here by liking this podcast, subscribing, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.